Hello and welcome to today's episode of Dr. Simone's Mindspace. Today live from Zurich from bar 45 in the Bahnhofstrasse where um, a usual hangout is of our podcast crew. And um, yeah, so we will start with, um, with today's podcast. And um, today's topic is related to what we both love and passionate about. And then um, a lot of Swiss people do is um, the mountains. So here is Agi and she will talk about her experience on Matterhorn. Right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, so um, if you listen to my previous podcast um, with Simone, you might know that I climbed um, Batian Peak in Kenya. And then I kind of decided last minute that there's probably no better time than now to climb the Matterhorn because I was perfectly acclimatized. I was perfectly trained with regards to the climbing part. Actually, Batian is like proper mountain, uh, like proper rock climbing, whereas um, Matterhorn is more like scrambling. So I was like, okay, like I have to do it now or never. <laughs> and then, yeah, um, called up my mountaineering guide here in Switzerland and booked the trip and then... Yeah, um, went up the Matterhorn. <laughs> and then you you were doing another thing yesterday. So there we were like worried that a trail run of 19 kilometers would be yeah. a challenge. And I was like, what? wait a sec, what did you just do? You just climbed yeah. Matterhorn? Why do you even think about that being a, any... Yeah, well, it's, it's a whole different thing because that, that's of like course, a race. But you're and so fit. Yeah, yeah, that's and true. So, so well trained yeah. in all in all areas, right? But yeah, with regards to the Matterhorn, I think um, I mean it's a dream of all, especially a lot of Swiss people to climb it one day. And I just want to share my experience here. Um, first of all, it's obviously a beautiful mountain. Like you know, you can't take that away from the Matterhorn. The only sad thing is, if I mean, if you can call it sad, I don't know that it's just very crowded um, and there's strict um, oh. there's strict um, rules to climb the Matterhorn so normally you stay you hike up to the Hörnli hut the, mount, uh, the day before and then you sleep you meet up with your mountain guide um, I went with my mountain guide up together and then you kind of make the plan for the next day. And then the order is, is pretty strict. So the first few people in front of the line are the Samotter, um, like mountain guides. They, they are always first. And then basically comes the rest of the guides. And then in the end come the people who don't have a guide who basically go the, up themselves, like their own teams. Oh, really? Yeah. And that was, exists? That's allowed? Yeah, yeah. That, that is the rule. So the Samotter mountain guides they always go front yeah so if you book with a guide that is not from Samot you know you're not going to be in the first five or six mm -hmm. or seven so we were Isn't like that already a, like a potential risk if you go with somebody else that you are not even able to to peak because you're stuck no I wouldn't say so because then well I'll, I'll come to that later so yeah, yeah. yeah so you're basically lining up in the morning so the breakfast time is strict there's a certain time for breakfast 
in the time of year when I did it, breakfast was served at 4.30 and then at 4.45 everyone lines up in the Hernley hut and the doors are closed and then at like 4.50 the doors open and the people literally like storm out like, I don't know, like there's something for free. And then you kind of walk like soldiers one behind the, the other towards the entry of the Matterhorn and then some people obviously trying to overtake which is really not like the Samara mountain guides really don't like to see that because of all those rules it's kind of like you know that's just how it is on this mountain yeah and it's then also not very um, sporty behavior no exactly I mean th those are the rules and they've been like that forever so it's kind of like you have to stick to it you know if you wanted to go earlier and like skip all the people you could do that then you just would need to start from Samot itself you know then you start from the bottom and hike all the way up mm -hmm. but then you have like an elevation of 3,000 which is a lot mm -hmm. um, so anyhow and then you get to the entry point of the Matterhorn and then it kind of like it takes a little bit longer because some people struggle already with the entry point and then like on the mountain itself it kind of like spreads out it's like obviously people that always want to overtake but then there's also people that are slower down because of some more difficult parts I would say Mm -hmm. And a nice thing with my guide was that he's, I mean, he's been on the mountain like so many times and we kind of like had like a good tempo, not too slow and not too fast. Also, I couldn't really go super fast because of my lungs. Um, and it was funny because every time we got to like one of the key, um, how do you say, key, Schlüsselstellen? Like key, key points or, or bottlenecks. Yeah, bottle, uh, yeah. Uh, bottlenecks. Yeah. yeah. Where it was a little bit more difficult. So, you know, at all those bottlenecks, like people usually have to wait because, you know, it's more difficult and people take slower to go up. And because we went at like a normal tempo, every time we got to those bottlenecks, we were like kind of like able to get right in. So we never really had to wait. Whereas those people who were always rushing had to wait anyway. So and I was saying, you know, no, it, yeah, no. it's, it's almost like, you know, when you're driving a car thought about it. and it's you have like the, the green Swiss, wave, you know, yeah, you drive like steady from wave. one green to the next green light and next green light. But then you get people, the, the light turns green, they speed up yeah, and then and they, they get to the to next break. one while it's still red and they have to wait. So it was kind of like that, whereas yeah. we were just like going steady. Um, and then, yeah, we were still in the top. I think in the first half of the teams that summited the mountain. Also on this day, it was actually, there were not a lot of people because the weather was really like, like, like no one really knew what the weather is going to do. So normally you get like 40 to 50 mountain guides plus their clients, which makes it 100 people on the mountain. And when we went, there were only 20 guides plus their clients and then a few like, of their own teams. So we were only like, maybe 50 people on the mountain so oh, half of what nice, it normally is yeah then it's also less of a like weekday traffic jam no yeah feeling, exactly right? yeah. so we got to the top within like the first like first 10 teams and then i was still feeling really really good at the top and i think that's i learned wonderful. that on Batian to just kind of like you know save my energy levels because that's the problem when you rush up a mountain yeah, you get course. to the top and you're tired Yeah, and, then, and also the issue with acclimatization yeah. and people are not really aware maybe that there's altitude involved even if it's not like 5,000, it's Yeah, but normally 000. when you book the Matterhorn, you have to do an acclimation tour before, like ah, you summit good. a different yeah. 4,000 area. Yeah, okay. They, they normally ask you to do that. 
or you book it with the whole package basically um, but yeah and then it was really funny because I still had all my energy so on the way down we were like just overtaking a lot of people I think we were like the third or the fourth team that was back down in the Hernley hut also like for me going downhill like all the scrambling I'm really good like there were parts where other mountaineers would have a rope and let their clients down on the rope yeah And we were just scrambling down. And since I've been climbing with Raul now for over three years, he knew that I'll be fine. He always calls me a Bavarian mountain goat. Yeah. <laughs> because people were looking because I was just like sliding down the rocks. And he just turned over and said to them, yeah, yeah Bavarian mountain goat. Just like, it's so like, don't funny. worry. It's <laughs> just fine. Yeah, that was really funny. Yeah. Bavarian kamikaze. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, I mean, look, it's a beautiful mountain. It's definitely not easy, but it's also not super technical. It is very exposed and you have to have the energy to go up and come back down. I think our total turnaround trip was seven hours. What I found really sad was, you might have seen photos from the Matterhorn. So the highest point of the Matterhorn is in Switzerland, which is 4,400, what, shit? 7,800 Well, I still want to go because I think it's pretty cool that there's a cross and I'd like to take a photo with a cross on Matterhorn. But it was really sad that the Swiss side doesn't have anything. Like there's no, like no, no, like nothing. Nothing. I was like, that's, 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 that's kind of sad. So I think the Swiss yeah. really need to put something on, yeah. on, on our Swiss peak. Pimp up the, the Toblerone mountain or the yeah, former Toblerone. Yeah, everyone that takes a photo on the mountain with a cross actually takes it basically on the Italian side and not yeah. even on the Swiss. Yeah. So I think we need something on the Swiss side. Okay, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was it was really nice. I mean, it was a completely different experience I to Batian. I just wanted to say, what is the, it sounds less peaceful. It's, in a way, it sounds so Swiss. It, it's like a race up the mountain. You kind like of like feel like you always have a head the, in the back of you because someone is always yeah. behind you trying yeah. to be faster, or, yeah. you know, like go around yeah. you. It's like or like being impatient. Yeah, like I kind of, like in the beginning, I was subconsciously stressed of the people behind me because... I have to take it slow in the beginning because of my lungs. And then if you know that someone behind you is like constantly pushing, wanting you yeah, to go so faster, it was a little bit stressful. Yeah. But yeah, like in comparison with Kenya, Batyam Peak is climbed by 50 people in a year. And Matterhorn really? is climbed by 100 to 150 How many women a day. Are, are on that 50 list? I actually don't know. It would be interesting maybe to see. Maybe just you. Yeah, maybe just me. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, please find out. Yeah. That would be interesting to hear. Yeah. Well, my mountain guide <clears throat> only took two people up this summer. It was the guy before me and then me. And then he went a few weeks. When I did the Matterhorn, he went up with another team and they weren't able to summit because the people had altitude sickness. Yeah. So not a lot of people actually make it up there, which makes it even more special. So yeah, like course. from the whole experience, the one in Kenya was... Definitely yeah, the better one. Yeah, sounds so much more peaceful. Yeah, yeah. But a matter or was something. 
to just with, with do. nature yeah. yeah of course right yeah but it's funny how the Matterhorn gets so much more attention like like with regards for example to Instagram when I posted about Betian like some people wrote oh well done da, da, da. but when I posted Matterhorn so many people were reaching yeah, out like, oh yeah, my I mean, god Matterhorn. yeah yeah like it's because it's so famous there and everyone yeah. knows it around the world right and then uh, it's it's uh, but but I think I think that that's almost a bit unfortunate in yeah. terms of, of how how the experience then is because it's not not the, the, the experience you have on a in, to a degree what mountains do with us is yeah like, like, it, magic, it, like you right? want to have like a little bit of time to also like look around take in the view take a photo of the sunset and whenever I was like you know taking a photo or something I was kind of like thinking oh, I shouldn't be doing this now like we need to keep going but I was also like well I, I kind of want to have some memories of this you know I don't want to run it's not a race like yesterday was a race yeah. Matterhorn shouldn't be a race you know yeah. of course you got like have a little bit of time pressure because of the weather and you have to be down at a certain point but like that it could do with a little bit more relax yeah. or chillness or set yeah but all in all, it was amazing. I wonder Definitely. how it would be if you go up from the Italian side, if that is yeah, more I don't chill. Know. Maybe. I don't know if it's harder, though. Yeah. Probably. I think the Hörligrad... Yeah, I heard about that, yeah. Yeah, I think the Hörligrad is like the, the general, yeah. yeah. Well, fascinating, really. Mm. But what would you say you it, it learned you? Because I think every mountain learns you something, right? Mm. I actually don't know with the Matterhorn. I think I think I was more stressed with the Matterhorn than with Batian for some reason. Because the last, before that, when I was in Nepal last year and then last year I did another 4,000 in Switzerland, both of the times I was actually a little bit sick. I had really bad problems with my stomach. And I was just feeling absolutely terrible when I was at the top. And it was such a struggle for me. Just like my body was just so weak. And I think... I kind of subconsciously held on to that, thinking, you know, hopefully it's going to not happen this time again. But as I said earlier, like once I was at the top, I still had all my energy. And that was kind of like fun to see, you know, when you train a lot and you're putting, you know, your energy into what you want to do, then, you know, then it's basically a walk in the park. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. I remember that from a very, very casual comparison to... To, I'm a, a like a, a runner, right? But um, then I went to do a gym, a spin class, and I was like, after the day after, I had like actually um, some some like like muscle pain. I was like, wow! Even though I'm so fit, and yeah, and, it's a different and It's thing. just a different movement, yeah. right? And even if I bike all the time too, it's not the same. No, it's not the same. So I was no. quite amazed by by that actually. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, very interesting. Oh, I'm so so excited that you are willing to share your experience with yeah, all of us. Anytime. And also inspiration for other other women, you know, that you can do it. My aunt, as you know, is, is a yeah. big mountaineer and she's she's now in, in her mid sixties, so wow. late sixties already and so that's quite quite inspiring to see that women before 
uh, our generation also did yeah. 4000ers but they are very very few and, mm. and still there are very few women and I think yeah. you really do share how it's possible to yeah. do it I'm always amazed when I see you and I'm like oh my gosh she, she's been there はい、はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。はい、はい。は
an yeah, hour. Exactly. <laughs> hey, this is amazing yeah, thank to be you. continued. Yeah. And we'll be looking forward to hearing about your yeah, your yesterday mountain again mm. on another podcast. Yeah. And many more mountains and many more yoga classes too. In the very near future. Yeah, maybe yeah. you also share some lives from Cape Town once yeah, you definitely. are there and we are in misery here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got a yeah. got a few exciting projects actually planned whilst I'm there. So Fantastic. Let's see. We we all look forward to it. Mm, so thank, thank you, you so much for being here. And, thank you as um, well. Yeah, see you soon. See you soon.